0: Hello, and welcome to our Basics Matter walkthrough, where we spend time dialoguing through each of the 52 questions and answers that make up our catechism. Today we begin a new project intended to do two things. First, we hope to provide a helpful resource for those of you at Sunnybrook who are working through our Basics Matter class, but missed one for some reason or another. Second, we hope these short conversations will serve as supplementary material to the work we do in the classroom, perhaps even as a companion to the printed form of our catechism, once we finish all the editing and polishing and actually have the whole thing sent to the printers. In our first conversation today, I have with me Jim Johnson and Justin Ebert, both of whom contributed quite substantially to the development of the Basics Matter curriculum. We aren't actually dealing with any of the catechism's questions and answers in this first episode, however. Rather, we felt it would be best to begin with some foundational items. The two subjects we have today are, what is a catechism, and why did we write one for Sunnybrook? So, talking about our catechism or our Basics Matter curriculum. So, this is something that we've been developing since, oh, we're right at about a year now. We kind of came into last summer working through um, what is it that we need to to, deal, to, to do, offer our people to deal with the, the famous, now famous, or maybe it's just famous to me because it haunted me so much, the on-ramp question. Um, and this, and the basics matter stuff is what we've come, what we've come up with in part to answer it. So maybe, maybe let's, let's start here. Why is us doing something along the lines of a proper written catechism, a little different for our world? I'm not going to say that it is heretical in the restoration movement, but it might be unusual.
1: Part of the Restoration Movement's origins is trying to move away from some of the um, different creeds or distinctions in denominationalism that led toward division. And so they one of the f- phrases you'll hear a lot within the Restoration Movement history is, No creed but Christ, no book but the Bible so the catechism at some point becomes a book that you work through and these are what we distinctively believe and a good version of that is, yeah, we're trying to teach and train our young people in our new conference about the core doctrine of what we believe. The bad version of that is if you believe something other than this, you're not a Christian or, um, sure, you don't have to be part of our denomination, yeah. which isn't in itself bad. But that's kind of a short synopsis of what
2: it would be. Well, and I'll, since we're talking about history, I find it fascinating that truly in our history in the early 1800s, there was so many people coming to faith that... Um, uh, particularly in the, in the Western frontiers, so right. as the America's moving westward, we saw people coming to faith, and they had questions. And they would go out, and they would seek people like Alexander Campbell and Walter Scott and others, and then later on, future generations with with uh, J.W. McGarvey, and they would ask questions. And so they would produce magazines, <laughs> yeah. and they would say, Hey, tell me, like, does a person need to be baptized in order to be saved? And they would answer the question. Um, One of the famous ones is known as the Lunenburg Letter, where Alexander Campbell, one of our forefathers, and I have an air quotes there, Mm -hmm. was asked, are there Christians among the sects? Meaning the different denominations. Alexander Campbell answered that question. It's a famous letter. So even though there was not a formal catechesis they did not then say okay alexander wrote that i mean i was taught hey here's alexander's answer to the question yeah not that we had to subscribe to it but here's a, a brother in christ or a father in the faith here's what he said about it um take learn from him yeah and so there was there was not a formal catechesis But in terms of the collection of all of the writings that happened back then, if we were to systematize them... You would literally have like a systematic theology <laughs> yeah. or you would have a, some kind of a catechesis, Yeah. even though it ha- wasn't formalized, known as the Western uh, Westminster Confession of Faith. Right. So we didn't have an organization that kind of pulled it all together and then towed the line. Mm-hmm. But in a, in a very real way, asking questions and then responding with what leaders of the church believe the Bible teaches, that actually is part of our heritage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Interestingly. So it's, it's not... It's not like the the restoration movement goes
0: against hearing questions and giving them answers <laughs> they they had a problem with formalizing it yeah. and yeah. making that in effect like dogma right yeah.
1: yeah well what you we love to say when we do our membership matters class at Sunnybrook is we say that the no creed but Christ, no book but the Bible, which by the way, you know what that is it's a creed that is a creed, yeah. <laughs> yeah. and so we may not have formalized it like you've said but any teaching organization institution that tries to hold some type of boundary some type of core doctrine you you kind of you have to do this or else nobody knows what we believe or kind of what we're doing i mean we have
0: we have even here at sunnybrook we have a vision statement we have a mission statement we have go gather grow we have these mantras that are there not only to be helpful but to in some sense unify the language around here so that we all kind of get a sense of what we're doing and why we're doing it now it, the reason that uh, you know maybe we should make this clear that it seems like when someone asks a question and then an answer is given that that is a, something of an informal catechism is because that's how catechisms tend to operate. They are documents that we can we we've found them as far back as Augustine, maybe even a few before that. There's a, a document known as the Didache that is very similar to a catechism, but more or less these these are documents that the Church has used throughout its history to take questions of doctrine and give short, simple answers, usually paired with some scripture references. And then you have this book of questions and answers, and that's the format. They're not long lectures. They're little questions and little answers, and you put them together. Um, And then last year, as I was kind of researching, okay, well, how have they done this? Was it just the things they cared about, or is there some sort of pattern? The pattern that I found is that they would overwhelmingly work through questions related to a confessional statement like the Apostles' Creed, Um, They would overwhelmingly work through ethical matters like the Ten Commandments. And then they would overwhelmingly work through um, devotional issues, typically going through the Lord's Prayer and, and dealing with some of that stuff that's right in the meat of the Sermon on the Mount. So that's more or less the framework we took. We didn't necessarily follow the Apostles' Creed per se, but we have a section. We call it, you know, in basics matter, that's the umbrella term. Underneath that is doctrine matters where we deal we begin with what is the gospel and we get all the way down to what will be like you know in heaven with the lord in in eternity and then we have transformation matters which goes through the 10 commandments and then rather than just the lord's prayer we actually decide to go through the entire sermon on the mount which is i think brilliant um and so that's what we put together that's our catechism now let's let's kind of flesh out a little bit more why did we feel like this was worth doing or
2: well it's it's a it's a part of who we are so we read the scriptures and are therefore convinced that <clears throat> particularly in the great commission that as we go uh, making disciples of all nations baptizing them and teaching them to obey all that Jesus had commanded mm-hmm. so that is the that's the you know the the great commission Mm-hmm. And so as we do that, both uh, here and then even through our missionaries that are around the world, um, we believe that people need to grow in their understanding of and obedience to who Jesus Christ is. And so uh, you had mentioned earlier the on-ramp problem, which is that there's a lot of people that always stay at a rather low level of understanding, and therefore their obedience is going to be tied to their level of understanding. Hmm. Okay. There's there is a connection there, right? And so the more people know about God in terms of who He is, His character, and His promises, the greater confidence they can find, mm-hmm. and even the greater obedience they will naturally enjoy. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that it's in essence kind of who we are because of how we read the Scriptures. Therefore, it's not just yeah, this is a great strategy. To help our people move down the pipeline known as discipleship. It's no, this is at the very core what we see Jesus commanding us to do. So we're going to do it. Mm
1: -hmm. First Peter chapter two says that um, Mm -hmm. Peter's instructing people to like newborn infants, long for pure spiritual milk. And that's, he's not using that in a negative connotation. Yeah, no, yeah, he's yeah, saying, like, yeah. you do need to know the basics of yeah. the spiritual life that you're entering into. Yeah. And then the writer in Hebrews in chapter 5 talks well, about... No, read
2: the, read the rest of that, so, because l- I like the rest of that, too. Yeah.
1: Like newborn infants, long for pure spiritual milk, that it... Um, that by it you may grow up into salvation and so there's this sense in which (laughs) we all know we need sustenance in order to Mm -hmm. grow you tell your children you need this food you can't just eat junk food all the time like in order to grow into the full potential your body has you need healthy food and it starts when you're a baby with milk and then it grows into um, gelatins and then eventually into solid food and so Hebrews in 5 talks about how um you shouldn't just be having spiritual milk anymore. But this is what we're doing here—is kind of the spiritual milk. Yeah. We want to know, like, what is this basic understanding of what we believe, who God is, what He has done, and the implications
0: for the ones who follow Jesus. And we really never leave the basics there. I've had some ask <laughs> yeah. me, you know, yeah. Yeah. okay, so let me know when you're done with that, and then we can get back to more serious business. And and I'm just not going to attend for a while. And I and I always have mixed feelings about that. On the one hand, I don't want them to be bored. And on the other hand, I, I, I'd like to challenge the thought that they couldn't be somehow served by going through the basics again. Because we just got out of the out of the recording studio to make a podcast on evangelism. And we're talking about tactics and, and, and how to work through kind of the mechanics of evangelism, all the while assuming that the people we're talking to understand the basics of what is the gospel. Mm-hmm. And so we can't do... Like the, the heavy stuff, apart from the basics. We never really depart from the milk, so, uh, so to speak. What Hebrews is asking for is to get off of more than just milk. You know what I mean? But think about why. It's
1: not just for some like secret, deeper knowledge. Mm-hmm. No, it's actually saying so that you'll actually be a teacher. Yeah, we're not just like we're gonna. You do the basics early, and then you'll move on. You won't hit those anymore. Yeah, no, this is kind of something we continue to give, so that now you are able to go out and teach to teach your children, to teach in your home, to teach in your neighborhood. Graduate
0: graduate school professors of English literature have a very strong command of basic English grammar. mm -hmm. They never leave it.
2: Well, and it's interesting because the text that you just read says you grow into salvation. So most of us think about coming to salvation as even the goal. Mm-hmm. And that's just not true. Salvation is not just something that I receive, but the bigger concept of salvation, meaning to be like restored or made whole or rescued, um, it is actually something that you continue to grow into. Mm-hmm. Therefore, uh, there needs to be this ongoing going, going, going peace. And so sadly, um, there's not a lot of churches that take this seriously, so a lot of people, I, I think of this all the time. You probably didn't even know you did this to me, um, but I've I have played recreationally almost never formally baseball. Mm-hmm. And a couple of years ago, I was somewhere and I had a bat in my hand and I was swinging it. And Justin, who is really gifted at the sport, just kind of looked at me and went ooh.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> and I, I don't know if you even remember this. He just kind of went ooh, and I I had no idea. I thought it was. I mean, I. I Swing, I'm, and i'm not even yeah. it's not even like i'm not a like a uh, what do you call it like i'm i'm a what do they call it when you can do things naturally like like i'm yeah. not awkward i can yeah. I, I i can, can I pick can, things up i can pick things up but he was able to see something and it was just like literally i think he went ooh or something like that <laughs> and, and and i began to realize like even though i've done it a lot and i've done it a lot kind of by myself and in the you know on the playground that's not I, I, I want to pretend like, oh, yeah, like, no, no, Justin's better than me, but. And I'm going, no, like, the way he looks at a swing and the way I look at a swing, even though I can say keep your eye on the ball and follow through with your hips or legs or something, whatever. Throw your hips. Throw your hips, blah, blah, blah. There is a fundamentally different way of doing it, okay? okay? So it doesn't mean Justin is a better human than me, but he is a better baseball player than me. Yep. Okay. So he has a very strong foundation in that world. Yeah, in that yeah. world. And so, you know, like that, that's baseball. Like Justin's not even upset. Justin didn't look at me and go, okay, you really need to know how to do this. He looked uh-huh. at me and just went, ooh. Yeah. But it didn't matter. This matters. Yeah. So there are things that even people have looked at me in, in my past and when I've thought theologically, or I didn't know the answer to a question, or I answered a question poorly, I'm grateful for those people who lovingly went ooh, <laughs> like you said that about God, or you 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 believed that about Jesus, or you they went they did that to me. They were yeah. mentors in my life that looked at me and the way that I thought and the way that I articulated my faith or my understanding of my salvation, and they went ooh, yeah, and it mattered. Yeah. So this is what I love about Justin. Justin can't he can say ooh about your baseball swing and then. Can go on to the next conversation. He has no ability <laughs> to say ooh on um, something that is this important. What is the gospel? On yeah, and he doesn't just go ooh yeah. and walk off. Yeah, he he has to stay and help somebody, mm-hmm. and we have to stay and help somebody. And I yeah. I think that's a good analogy. Think and I think of the
1: culture that we live in now. I don't think people. I, struggle with the ability to recognize those moments where something is mm-hmm. inherently wrong. I just think our response is different where maybe inside we might feel the ooh. We live in a culture where you cannot say ooh. And so we just say, yeah. okay, yeah. I'm glad you think that. What do you believe about Jesus? Yeah. 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 And and we need more of like, no, this is what's true. And to think something outside of this would, would be at best, not very good at worst, very untrue. So Hmm. it's like these different levels in which we have to communicate sure. clearly to people sure. and and we're not doing this as a you're dumb and we're smart or a, <laughs> i dumb. think you're a bad human i'm a better human no it's a this is just a picture of what god has given us he's revealed himself to us and so it's probably best if we talk of god talk of jesus in terms that he would agree with to the yeah. very best of our limited
0: yeah. finite ability and to carry the baseball illustration further i think a lot of us assume that I think a lot of us come to spiritual things and we're more like Jim swinging a bat before Justin sees him it's completely unaware mm-hmm. of how off we are
2: that's a good point like I was unaware that there was an ooh yeah,
0: yeah. and and it just to underscore that in the, the very first question is what is the gospel Um, I, it used to amaze me now I just kind of expect it how shocked many people who have been You know, believing and entrusting themselves to that gospel for a very long time, how shocked they are to understand how expansive it is. To realize when we talk about it's less about your salvation more and more about who Jesus is, and salvation comes as a result of it, or that Jesus does a whole lot more with his death, burial, and resurrection than just forgive our sins. He actually starts to put the cosmos back together. Yes. And like creation is being healed and restored. Yes. And the. The surprise, when we start to articulate these things in really simple terms, we're not doing this at a high level, just basically, what is the gospel? I've had so many people say, I have never sat down and thought about it like that. Hmm. 20-year, 30-year Christians. And I think all of us, I'm not saying that I've got all the answers. I'm saying I think all of us are a little more like Jim awkwardly swinging a baseball bat. Okay, no, 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 wait, stop.
2: I wasn't awkwardly swinging (laughs) I was I was swinging it yeah. that and here's what I no and here yeah, I yeah. care more about the analogy yeah in reality very few people no I wouldn't say very few fewer than 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 over half right yeah would would have said nothing to me yeah because they wouldn't even they wouldn't have known themselves they swing like that too. they swing like that too yeah like you know I would say seventy percent of us would 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 not even know to critique me and that's probably even a low number. Mm-hmm and on things that matter right so i think can i i want to use the gospel example so when i say the gospel and we did this the gospel is that jesus died in my place for my sins that's the good news okay like do you realize the implication that is which is unintended is then oh so it's about your salvation mm-hmm. and we might go well jesus is more important but no it's about my salvation we intuitively then begin yes. to build a whole catechesis a whole instructional system around my salvation yes so it's about my sanctification it is about my judgment it is about um, my eternal reward it is about and so by getting square one wrong every other thing is wrong as well yeah and that's why a good catechesis begins to say okay i'm going to challenge some of these foundational ideas
1: Hmm. i was thinking this morning With a couple of boys who have grown up in the church, grown up in the church, most Sundays are here at this church, a very healthy church that I think teaches the truth on a regular basis, Mm -hmm. would be able to articulate that Jesus is both Savior and he is Lord. And then we're talking about, so what does it actually mean that Jesus is king over your life Mm -hmm. and like over you at school? And Jesus is king over you at home, and Jesus is king over you on the baseball field. And how much different that is, like to actually begin to live that out, and how important it is to go from kind of um, maybe being able to articulate a phrase versus that becoming part of who we are. And this is a beginning and uh, maybe sometimes a middle ground for some people in that process.
0: Yeah. Okay, this has been really helpful. In conclusion, Um, One other thing that I've always hoped that our Basics Matter material would achieve is to develop for us, as we've done with our discipleship material that we've made in years past, but that it would develop for us a shared language. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: One or both of you discuss just briefly, like help us understand why that's such a critical component of what it is we're trying to do around here.
2: So we think in terms of our language, mm-hmm. right? I, I love to even challenge people. Try to think of something you don't know the word for.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, especially conceptually. Like, we really are limited by our language. Yeah. So, A, um, there are people that don't have understandings of certain things because they don't know the language for it. Right. So I think it brings a greater understanding and clarity when we explain terms and concepts so that we're all... Doing that, Um, I I know we're not debating, but in a debate format, which is let's say to pursue a deeper understanding of something. So not to not not to win an argument, but truly to kind of pursue a greater understanding of something. Number one, define terms. Right. Why? Because if you're talking about something and I'm talking about something, and we might even be using the same term, but we're talking about two totally different things, then that's called miscommunication. Yes. So in my marriage and in my relationships, miscommunication is not having a shared language with a shared understanding of what those terms mean.
0: Yeah. Like a swing. Yes, you talk. Jim might be thinking golf, and Justin's thinking baseball. They're using yep. the same word, different yep. things.
2: Totally. Yeah, and so that's where I think it's really, really valuable. Is it gets us on the same page? Nothing to add there. I, I want to ask one quick question. Yeah, I And mean, maybe you can figure out how to add this in, or why the word catechesis? Because yeah, it, which it, I know why. By the way, yeah.
0: <laughs> um, I am. As I trend towards my twilight years, Jim, I am, and and I hope that this is not just a flavor of the month thing for Ryan Vincent, but I am feeling less and less apologetic about trying to stick with the traditional way that things are described. Um, I think that there is a tendency in modern or contemporary evangelical churches to take old practices of worship and rebrand everything to be new. So we don't have we don't have a worship we don't have a sanctuary, we move to a worship center. We don't have a worship center anymore. We move to an auditorium. We don't have an auditorium anymore. We move to this, you know, whatever. Theater. A theater. Yes. And I just think okay, so Notice what you did. You went from sanctuary, which connotes a a holy place that isn't in and of itself holy, but it's where you do something very holy and reverent and sacred. You encounter God himself in a sanctuary. And you've moved from that to yes. a theater where you go to be entertained by performers. And I just think the language really matters. And so that's where in a lot of these areas, I will, I, I'm, I'm beginning to fight more and more for not um, – It's not a, um, what's the word I'm looking for? It's not like I I just, I'm fond of the past. It's not. um, Sure. It's not novelty. It's not. It's it's not nostalgia. That's what I'm trying to say. I'm not, I'm not a nostalgic person, but I I do, I I care so much about language. I do think that what we call things helps us understand what they are. And so I also love our connection to the church, like 2000 years of believers, and I'm not trying to invent Mm -hmm. a Sunnybrook thing. And so even calling it basics matter was a bit of a, like a, all right, fine. I just wanted to call it Sunnybrook's smaller catechism, but you know, so I just, I love, I love the accuracy of words and I don't mind having to explain what this one means. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, and it's to all it means is to instruct.
2: That's all it means. It's things that matter to us the most. We allow complexities in language. Mm-hmm. So when you walk into a chemistry class You're usually not allowed to tell the chemistry professor, can you dumb that down for me?
0: Can you get that table of elements down to like
2: 10? Yes. He's like,
0: you can leave my classroom.
2: Yes. (laughs) And and honestly, the medical field, they need a really rich vocabulary because there's a lot of things that need to be differentiated. And I love to remind people of that. Anything that has great substance, we take great care to learn. Mm -hmm. And a part of that is learning the language, a definition Mm -hmm. of terms. Um, I think the theological world I understand the the idea of explaining it and becoming kind of reducing it to a different denominator. I think there's a time for that and a sure. place for that. and then there's a time to ramp it up.
0: yeah it's it's a little bit it, this is actually to to stay in our vein. This is a, a good criticism of creedal confessions if you only if you can only ever summarize, like or if you begin summarizing yeah, yeah, yeah. to help you yeah. engage with the text, but over time you only accept the summary and you discard the text mm-hmm. well now you've you've let this become something you couldn't do, and so there is a there is a, a healthiness I think to the restoration movement's claim that we're just going to like let it be complicated, and we're going to study the scriptures for our doctrine. well, that's so long, it takes a while, yeah, and we're okay with that, yeah. you know.
1: And the other reason this is so helpful is because so much of the Bible is not written in a Q&A form. It's not written in a systematic sure, theology. Sure, it's written sure. a lot of its narrative, narrative, a lot of its poetry, a lot of it is just kind of telling somebody didactic what they need to do or yeah. not do. And what catechism does is very similar to what learning a new language does. You kind of need to just memorize the vocabulary when you're sitting in Greek class part of it is just sitting down doing the hard chair work of memorizing the words in Greek and what they mean in English that's just part of it and so in catechism it's truly like a, a really helpful element is so you we're not saying don't read the scriptures we're not saying don't go to the Bible we are in a helpful way to do this is these important questions and being able to answer them in light of what the text has said, but put it in this category where it's easy for us to understand and articulate
0: to those that we yeah. love and interact with. There's a, there's a um, somewhat famous, I guess, again, um, priest named Father Shawl who um, he, he deals a lot with um, intellectualism or, or even just developing yourself as a, as a good thinker. And one of his statements, I can't remember how it's worded. I can, I can I know where the book is in my office, but he basically says that everything worth doing has some element of drudgery to it. Yeah. And trying to remove the drudgery will eventually reduce that thing from worth doing to not. <laughs> and he says that's just that's just how life works. And you're right. You have to, to learn a new language. There's going to be some rote memorization. To follow Christ well, it seems like there's some information we have to take
2: in. Erasmus was asked how scholarly knowledge facilitates the understanding of Scripture. And he responded, explain to me how ignorance would help. Yes, exactly.
0: <laughs> exactly. And we, we really have written this to be very accessible, but it does yes. come with some responsibility to engage and to internalize. So I um, hope this has been helpful. So it has for me. It ha- Jim has been catechized a little bit this morning. Loved it. And that's all for our conversation today. Stay tuned as we continue to work through the Basics Matter Catechism. And if you have any further questions or would just like to talk about these things, send me an email at ryan at sunnybrookcc.org. Until next time.